0: Hi there. Something that I was asked recently uh, was a question, and at the time I didn't think I really gave a great answer to it. Maybe because it was too much in the moment, I don't know. But certainly, I reflected on it since, and I thought I'd share maybe some angles with with you here. The question was, how do you deal with difficult people? And there's lots of different angles you can take on this. Um, Because this podcast is the inner edge, I wasn't going to lean into a an inner angle, something on the mental side. But the key point really is that in, in this particular angle, when you're dealing with difficult people, focus on what you can control. Now, of course, the first question is going to be, well, what can I control? And what I'm going to say in, in an inner context is I can control my attention Now, my attention specifically onto the thinking that I'm doing. Okay, so uh, just as a funny aside, as we explore exploring this, um, I was... Uh, running a workshop recently and um, kind of the same, a similar topic came up about dealing with difficult people. And I asked the group a question, I said, hey, who here deals, deals with difficult people? And of about 20 people, everybody put up their hands. And then I asked them, I said, who here thinks that they're a difficult person to deal with? And nobody put up their hand, <laughs> which is quite interesting, no? We all deal with difficult people, yet nobody thinks they're a difficult person. I think there's something in that as well. You have to make sure that you're not a difficult person and who, who has never been difficult? Um, as a funniest side as well, I with Chat GPT and AI really coming to the fore this year. I, I mean, I've been experimenting with Chat GPT, and while it's interesting, I still don't believe it'll it's going to replace the high levels of human creativity. Even though it's very interesting and very very useful, actually, but what Chat GPT gave back to me when, it, when I asked, "Give me three ways to deal with difficult people," it gave me three pretty solid, what I would call outer game uh, uh, techniques or advice. The first one was practice active listening. So when, when you're dealing with a difficult person, it's important to listen to their concerns and understand their point of view. Okay, fair enough. Doesn't always work in my experience. The second point that ChatGPT gave was set boundaries. You know, sometimes difficult, people can push our buttons, but it's important to be professional and set clear boundaries. Yeah, that's fair enough. I think that's, that's true. You can be assertive and say, no, you you can't deal with me like this, this, has, this is the way it has to be. And then the third one is find common ground. You know, it says, even if you don't agree with somebody's point of view, it's often possible to find common ground, look for shared goals or shared interests, and build from there. Okay, I mean, that's all solid advice. But the challenge with all of that is, if you're not right inside, you can't execute that. You can't really practice active listening. You can pretend you are, but inside your mind is giving attention to all sorts of insecure thoughts, or stressful thoughts, or... Basically, you're taking your mind out of the moment, even to do with setting boundaries. How you are inside affects your confidence, which will affect then your ability to communicate, to be assertive, to say something that somebody can read by the tone. Actually, this person is not going to be a pushover. Um, And then even in terms of finding common ground, that's really about the skill of being present. So again, it's about managing your attention so that you're able to listen um, and genuinely be there. And just to give you an, another angle on the inner side of this, um, I had an interaction a while back with somebody who would have had a regular habit of being difficult from my perspective. I always didn't particularly enjoy dealing with them. And um, I, was having, I had a situation where I had to talk them through something that I thought perhaps would cause a problem. And I remember actually the day before I was due to talk to them, catching my mind at the back of my mind, playing something, you know, I often talk about your mind being like an, an inner movie theater, but playing something in the back of my mind that was causing tension in me. And essentially, I was basically playing some memories from the past and I was projecting those memories forwards into what I was telling myself would happen. So when I say this, then they will, they will do this or they will say this and be difficult. And it's important to note and I've probably said this before on previous episodes of the podcast, is that what you feel is directly related to what you're thinking. It's never to do with a circumstance or a person. It's always to do with how you're reacting to that person or that circumstance. What's a reaction? Reaction is giving uh, attention to a certain type of thought. So in this context with this person, I, at the back of my mind, let's say I was playing images and saying things to myself, that was making me feel tense. And logically, I could argue and say, well, I've dealt with this person 30 times before and each time that person was very difficult. They they did this, they did that. And that's fine. But actually, I caught it. And with knowing what I know now about my inner world, I realized, oh, well, I don't want to feel that way because if I get tense, it drops my state. I tend to not be uh, as good in the moment. I can't improvise on the spot. It affects my tone. It affects my body language. It affects my energy. And that ripples into people. People pick up on that. Um... But worst of all, it drops my mood. So I'm, in a way, you can almost kind of create a difficult situation or create a fight almost without any need to be, any need to be won. So with this one, I caught myself. I changed the imagery. I made it more, let's say, positive. I said better things to myself. So I went into into that interaction much calmer, much clearer. And actually I ended up having a very pleasant conversation and the person was very receptive. We had a very constructive conversation and actually got agreement where I hoped we would get agreement. And I guess the lesson what I'm saying there is that the calmer you are, the better you are at dealing with difficult people without a doubt. And so what is calmness? Calmness is where you're able to not be distracted by your own thinking particularly thinking coming from the past memories or worry, th- worry, worry thoughts about the future. But that does require a certain level of commitment to working yourself daily. It is what I would call the area of inner skill. This is a key inner skill is managing your state, managing your mind so that you are supporting yourself and your behavior and where you want to go. And that's why I'll often say the best work you can ever do is always on yourself, which means that it's primarily inner work. Now, it does help a lot when you're dealing with difficult people, to have language available to you. I mean, language is certainly, even if you're nervous, if you've got the right words, um, which is probably more in the outer game skill, it's very powerful. I'm going to share a line with you in a moment, which is one of my all-time favorites in terms of dealing with very difficult people, Um, and I've only had the pleasure of using it twice. I mean, I've heard it maybe 20 years ago, and uh, essentially I came across it when I was in America about 20 years ago and uh, I was getting a connecting flight. The flight was delayed and uh, there was an air stewardess who had made the announcement and people were kind of, I suppose, fed up There was a long, maybe was, I think it was two to three hour waiting time. Anyway, whatever happened, a woman who was on the flight lost it completely and started to unleash a tirade of abuse against this stewardess. And I was watching this very closely, as were many people. And um, the woman, the stewardess just listened and took it. You could see she wasn't enjoying it, but she still didn't say anything. I'd say she was managing her breathing or something. And she was obviously, I think, well-trained. She was quite professional. And the woman just kept on unleashing And eventually she stopped. And the air stewardess said, have you finished? And of course the woman went, no, I haven't. And by the way, blah, 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 blah. And went for another two or three minutes. And then at the end of that, the air stewardess said, have you finished? And the woman said, yes. And then the air stewardess said, what I think is one of the great lines that I've ever heard in terms of dealing with difficult people. She said, what makes you think you have any right to speak to me like that? (laughs) I don't know what you, how you'd hear that, but for me, and I've used it twice since, and to great effect, it was an absolute mic drop moment. It diffused the situation. And in this case, as I was watching it, the woman who was abusive literally became like a puppy dog and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you're right. I uh, have to apologize, blah, 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 blah. Um, And I've used it myself twice and it had a similar effect. But even if it didn't have that effect, it doesn't matter. My number one job is to manage my state, my inner sense of calm. People will often, everyone's going to get caught out, but I think... You know, if you're dealing with difficult people, sometimes yes, you have to walk away. Sometimes then you have to step in, especially if you deal with this person on a professional context, you can't let bullies bully. You have to step up to a bully. But the way that you do that is by only recognizing that the game changer move is really getting ahead of the game and working on yourself, working on your your inner world so that it helps your confidence, your calm. And yes, you can learn outer game skills like, for example, that line or anything that helps you to be assertive. And that is worth looking at. Plenty of books in that area that are worth reading. Um, but really, it all comes down to manage yourself from the inside out. So for you, think about somebody who is difficult. And what I'd ask you today is think about not so much how the ways they wind you up, or how they're a bully or whatever, but what are you thinking about them? Like what's at the back of your mind? And maybe you can change that. What would happen if, if you ignored what's in your mind completely or decided to flip it on its head and start to pay attention to different types of thoughts? It doesn't mean that the other person doesn't uh, not become a difficult person or change the behavior, but if you start to change how you react to somebody and hopefully react less, immediately that ripple effect goes into how they are with you. They'll see a change and it does change. When you change, other people around you change. So as I say, I'm only given a specific angle on dealing with difficult people here today around the inner side and maybe that one line as well, which I think is a humdinger, like what makes you think you've any right to speak to me like that? Mm, I just absolutely love that line. Plus I can tell you it does work. Um, so two things when you're dealing with difficult people. One is to and practice, particularly on the inner side, the inner side and looking at and questioning yourself around what are you playing in your mind? and there's a massive amount in that and then the second one as I said at the very start just make sure that you're not the one who's been the difficult person very important that's it for this week ciao for now